Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast this week. (laughs) There are so many uh, subjects that I always feel inspired to share with you all. And I kind of use my intuition in terms of what feels most aligned, kind of depending on what I'm working on or what I see coming up in patterns for folks around me. And so in that spirit of patterns, there's been a lot coming up lately on the topic of affirmations and their effectiveness which affirmations are a pretty widely popular tool that most people have heard of in some form or aware of. And I think it's also a big resource in the coaching community and I suppose also the psychotherapy industry as well to introduce affirmations to clients and folks that are trying to change their beliefs and trying to change their kind of energetic space as well if we kind of go from the woo perspective. So I find that when I'm doing a lot of psychic readings with folks, especially at those kind of conventions and expos, some of you will see me post about where I do like 50 readings in a weekend, I end up doing a lot of psychic coaching on how to use affirmations to combat, I guess what I would call the sometimes nauseating cycle that can come with having awareness about something in our life that's not working but there's no change that's happening despite our awareness. For instance, lots of people I see are struggling with moving out old parts of themselves that are still playing on repeat, kind of like a tape that you're sick of and don't really want to listen to anymore, but you can't seem to shut it off. I find that a lot of clients become really frustrated with this sort of awareness without change because it feels like the tape still has power over them, despite the awareness that it's not helpful anymore. And so a lot of people get upset, right? They begin to doubt themselves or their ability. And the reaction to the sense of powerlessness is ultimately grief, which, you know, going through a couple cycles of grief can also show up as guilt, that you're doing something wrong. So to kind of bring home some of the pieces that I'm talking about and going to go into, I'm going to tell you all just kind of a brief story. A couple years ago, I was doing a reading for a man that was going through some very difficult life challenges in terms of relationships and career and, you know, family heartache and things like that. And I could see how driven he was and how he wanted to change his life. There was a lot of zest in there. But even with his efforts, it still felt like there was... I think kind of metaphorically, like a rock on top of him, weighing him down from moving forward. And this rock came with it a very negative view on himself that he was really frustrated with. And so I first asked him if he believed in himself. And he said, well, yes, you know, I do. I see this great future ahead. But the frustration with this rock or this voice, how I like to view it, was this sort of negative Nancy or Eeyore kind of energy that came from it. So he was very honest with me and said, you know, sometimes doubt would arise, but he didn't know how to move it out of his life, 
right? So he had this sort of looking towards the future and trying to be positive and and knew it would. But despite being positive, there was still that sort of tape playing in the background, that sort of voice that was negative there, the Eeyore sort of situation. So we talked about getting really clear about the different voices or parts happening in his system. In psychotherapy, there's a lot of different modalities, but there are specific ones where you do all sorts of what they call parts work in terms of healing, where you sort of break down the different voices and beliefs in your psych into different parts or pieces of yourself in order for someone to get more awareness about who they are and where some of these struggles come in, right? Where you're kind of feeling on opposite sides of the spectrum. For instance, you know, some of us have that drill sergeant that tries to motivate us inside, but that drill sergeant is also kind of simultaneously like degrading, right? And, and lacking compassion and, and, you know, sometimes downright mean. <laughs> I have currently downgraded my, my sarge to a, an angry t-ball coach <laughs> because I'm more able to laugh at an angry t-ball coach that is metaphorically yelling at my chipper five-year-old self that comes out when I'm trying to learn and try something new and not judge myself. So it helps me view myself with more compassion and realize how unnecessary the anger and aggressive voice is for the situation at hand. So this is just an example, right, of the different pieces of ourselves, the different voices that are in our space, and sometimes the importance of giving each part of ourselves that voice and kind of dialoguing with it and understanding where the beliefs come from. So anyways, sidetracked a bit on that. But so we all have these different parts, right, that kind of help us or somehow give us messages about where we need healing. And so in order to really be able to help yourself in terms of manifesting and in terms of affirmations, you have to get to intimately know each part based off of how it's talking with you. Because how it is talking with you is feeding a particular way of thinking or a neural pathway in your brain and creating your reality through these beliefs. So for instance, when I was working with this man, we discussed that his inner tigger, yeah, we are using a Winnie the Pooh metaphor for this, you know, was so excited to move to another part of his life. He could definitely feel this part of himself in the space, but at the same time, he struggled with the Eeyore voice also in his space that seemed to kind of show up side by side with the Tigger. And he felt frustrated because he wanted to outgrow this Eeyore voice. It didn't feel helpful to him anymore. And so the next step, we had to kind of sit down and I invited him to close his eyes and guided him in having a conversation between these two parts so he could really listen to each side's beliefs, like I mentioned before. And truly, if you're making changes in your life, but you're struggling a little bit with the Tigger Eeyore polarity, try, try this out, what I'm talking about. And you can close your eyes right now or you can kind of take some time after this. But in doing so, you want to imagine yourself in a really beautiful room that you're inspired by, whether this be a library, tea house, you know, a room filled with pillows and blankets with big stained glass windows and lots of plants, you know, you name it, could be a tree house. Sometimes I uh, imagine a closed in courtyard with a fountain and everything covered in vines and ivy. And then the next step is you imagine with dignity and respect, setting out two chairs for each part of yourself to sit in 
And you lovingly ask both of these parts to sit down, offer them some tea, right? You're kind of sitting in the middle of both of them and ask questions like, what is your frame of mind here? What are you trying to protect me from with your beliefs? What are your core beliefs? How are you trying to be helpful? Where did you come from in my life and what age? So these are all questions to start asking these parts of yourself. And again, you sort of take the role as a moderator or even like a referee, I was going to say a refugee, like a referee, (laughs) in order to get clear on how these parts of yourself seem to be clashing into one another. So you give yourself space to see them and as much as you can with respect and neutrality, you listen to your answers. You take a learning stance. You get curious rather than aggressive and you don't argue with their beliefs or try to change them. So the goal here is to get the core belief of each part because this is the medicine that they have to offer you. Most of our beliefs come from past experiences. And and so sometimes these tapes continue to play in the background even when we've outgrown them. But the first step is really hearing what those tapes or what those voices have to say and potentially where they came from so you can also see where they originated. For instance, most of us have some sort of perfection picture that is based on the requirement that we have to do, you know, blank, blank, and blank in order to be a valuable person. And when you have a perfection picture that runs in the background, even though you might be doing really well in your current life, you might still hear it. You might still be like, wow, I'm doing really well, but I don't feel so great, or I still have anxiety about being enough. This is where the power of affirmation comes in. This is where by saying something new to yourself, it doesn't even matter if you believe it at first. You don't actually have to believe in an affirmation when you say it at first because you're building a brand new neural pathway. So a big visual that I use with clients often is that if we imagine a huge field out in front of you, right? You know, the very tall grass kind of up to your waist, kind of farmland sort of thing untouched. And you imagine someone walking across this field, maybe a football field lengthwise. And when you look back, or that person looks back, you're going to see kind of a light trail where the grass got bent down under their feet. And so metaphorically, this is actually what happens in your brain. Every time you have that same thought about yourself, you walk down that path again. But now you're able to walk through it easier because there's less resistance and also faster. It's kind of like if you've been walking on a sidewalk and you can tell where everyone doesn't follow the sidewalk, where they sort of veer off to the side because it's easier and more strategic to cut across the grass. And so there's no grass that grows there anymore, and it's almost like its own trail. It's kind of what happens in your brain, right? Like even though you want your thoughts to walk down a certain path that you value more now, it's been programmed to take the shortcut, like the easiest way that your brain knows how to get to an answer. Your brain doesn't really consider the emotional difficulties sometimes in getting to a certain answer. It's just trying to get to the one quickest because that's its job, to figure things out. So if you're asking a question like, why is this so difficult? You might get a negative answer, like all the times that things have been difficult, because you've created a pathway with the same thought over and over again that 
you know, for instance, you say you suck, (laughs) right? So even though you don't want to believe that, even though it might be an old belief from high school, that's not actually helpful. It's the first answer that appears, even though it's old, even though you don't actually want to believe it anymore. So by having a new thought and turning it into a repeatable affirmation, you end up going down a different path. And it might feel really weird because you're literally veering off the trail you've always taken and there might be an unknown feeling or anxiety as you're creating something new. I cannot tell you how many people I talk to that are recreating their lives and as they're creating new thoughts and affirmations, all the old feelings and thoughts that they used to believe start coming more to the surface as they're detoxing all of that out. And then people get even more distraught and confused that they're doing it wrong. It can feel like a really unpeaceful protest because anxiety arises when we stay when we stray away from a path we've always known, even if the path we have known kind of sucks. So in Buddhism, we talk about how some people would rather sit in the sadness because we know it so well that it becomes safe. It's kind of like, well, the last time I tried an affirmation or I tried to be positive or, you know, this person broke up with me or I lost a job or I lost something or I wasn't enough. It's the same kind of belief that we put an investment into something and we didn't get the return that we wanted. And so there becomes a fear of trying something new. Like we tell ourselves, well, I'll just stay here and you know, sit in the space. The sadness isn't great, but there's comfort to it. You know, I know it. And this is our internal Eeyore. And I tell you folks, you don't have to throw Eeyore down the drain and immediately turn into a tigger. Like that doesn't actually feel safe to the nervous system most of the time. And that kind of mentality of like, I'm just going to flip my whole life and throw Eeyore away and just be a tigger can actually be kind of aggressive It can also bring in more aggressive perfection pictures for people to abandon parts of themselves without compassion and not value that part. So affirmations are the small steps to change. And each time you repeat an affirmation, it equals one step away from something old and into something new. If you decide to start saying something different to yourself, you're going to start building a new neural pathway. You're going to start walking down a path that feels brand new and so it might feel ridiculous at first. It might feel inauthentic. It might feel completely foreign. But in your hearts of hearts, if you sit down and say, I'd really like to believe this about myself, I think it'd be really helpful. I'd love to feel this way. This is your authentic soul truth. Creating an affirmation that really allows you to take that first step to push down that grass is all you need. And it's repetition that makes the change happen over time. So like I said, going back to that metaphor of that person walking through a field, right? Or that kind of path off the sidewalk. The more that you walk down a path, the more the grass gets pushed down, the more it becomes a belief because it's something that you're putting a lot of energy towards and you're repeating over and over and over again. And by stepping off of that path and creating a new path in a different part of the grass, you are creating a new neural pathway. And so you start walking down that and then it becomes eventually integrated and part of your life, but it takes some time. A lot of experts on habits say it takes three months to develop a habit and to make something brand new. So it's getting in that vibe. It's getting in that frequency and energy of doing something over and over and over again, right? Creating that path over and over and over again. And if we imagine, right, this grass path in front of you, the grass usually dwindles and dies over time because you're putting pressure on it. But If you decide to take another path and the pressure doesn't go on the grass from the previous 
path, what's going to start happening? It's going to start growing. (laughs) So by not putting pressure, energy, focus on one path, on one belief, eventually there's going to be a grass that grows taller and taller. It becomes more difficult to use that path and for it to also be your natural way of thinking. So the cool part is that with the awareness that you have, plus feeding the new pathway, you allow the old pathway to become overgrown, obsolete, and it becomes an old way of thinking. So this is how we transition and transfer into a new way of thinking. So to go back to my example with this man, we had to come up with a new way to feed the tigger by flipping the fear. A lot of people can identify what they don't like about the old path or how it isn't helpful, but it can be really confusing to some folks about how to identify what they want more of or what new energy they want to call in. So this is where the lucky part is. If you can hear the Eeyore, you can feed the Tigger without doing much work at all. You just flip it. You can always refine it over time, but flipping it is a good place to start. So for example, if the Eeyore part of you says, I don't think I can do this. I'm not enough. In the simplest words, all you have to do to reframe it is to flip it and say, I know that I'm enough and that I have what I need to do this. And then repeat this phrase to yourself. So this is where all those motivational things people talk about activity-wise come in, right? Like people writing it on their mirror, putting it in their car somewhere, etc. So do you want to know one of the easiest ways to do it without having to change much of your life at all? Or take extra time out of your day. I'm going to imagine you raising your hand right now excited. (laughs) Because I'm excited to share it with you. So all you have to do, grab a piece of paper, write it down, take a picture of it on your phone, and make it the background of your phone. Do you know on average, most people in the United States pick up their phone on an average of 120 times a day, regardless of whether it goes off. 120 times a day, you look at the background picture of the screen of your phone, probably half the time not realizing it. (laughs) So if you pick up your phone 100 to 120 times a day, and the background of your phone is your affirmation and you read it to yourself, you literally allowed yourself to reaffirm your new belief 100 times that day a hundred times, you will substantially change your entire way of thinking literally by just picking up your phone. There's a really, really beautiful book that I read all about habits and changing them, creating them, overcoming them, etc. And the biggest thing they usually say that's a barrier is that people don't want to feel like they have to work harder to change their lives. So this is the opportunity. You work smarter. You think about what your daily activities are and weave the habit into your life rather than feeling like you have to work so hard outside of your normal daily routine. You retrain your mind so that you manifest your inner tigger. It's literally three steps. You write it down, you take a picture, and make it your background. Boom. Done. (laughs) And if you're more of a computer person, make it the back of your computer. Sometimes people set alarms on their phone to remind themselves to take time to think of these things as well, add it in there. You know, these are all very technologically based ways, but you can old school it too. Got a label maker? (laughs) 
at one time I put an affirmation at the top um, of the steering wheel of my car so that I had to read it every time I got in it because when I was doing in-home kind of psychotherapy pieces, I would go from client to client. I'd get in my car a lot so I knew that I would see it. There are all sorts of ways to feed the part of you that is ready to silence the old tape that doesn't feel like it's helping you anymore. I've seen people write it down and put it in their shoes or ask family members to hide it all over the house so it becomes a game. I've seen people put it on their coffee pot. You know, play, allow yourself to have some fun with this. If you want to change something in your life, unfortunately, just being aware of it doesn't actually get you all the way to the touchdown. You know, you have to allow yourself to play, toss things around, you know, take take a few steps forward, but it doesn't have to be, you know, a marathon or a sprint. It's every single time you read it, you make a step and you push down some grass. You create a new option for yourself. Our brain chemistry begins to change when we feed certain thoughts and then our body begins to change because our body naturally listens to what we think about ourselves. So for those of you listening, I'm going to challenge you to try this out. You know, identify one thing in your life that you would like to change, that you have an awareness of, and create one or two sentences that you are willing to repeat back to yourself on a daily basis or read back to yourself. If it's hard to identify what you want, but you know what isn't working, get in touch with your inner fear, resistance, the Eeyore, and be kind and get to know what it believes just like I was talking about in the activity of imagining sitting down with it. And then when you have that belief or that fear, flip it and bring some kindness to it. If it's difficult to figure out who the Eeyore is, start asking yourself to notice tones in your head. For instance, when I hear my inner Eeyore, the tone is not the same. It feels heavier, it's slower, it's more negative, You know, I see my own inner Eeyore as a kind of a dark blue color and I feel a heavy and tight feeling in my stomach and an anxiety or anxiousness in my mind and body when he speaks. Notice how you feel when you talk to yourself. My inner Tigger feels lighter, kinder, supportive, more joyful. My stomach feels more open, able to receive the information. You know, like I don't don't have to think very hard when Tigger speaks. You can ask yourself, does this thought make me feel lighter or heavier? Chances are the things that are not usually positive thinking and proactive towards who we are are usually a heavier frequency and it feels heavy in our system. And this is a story that we are being weighed down with. That's actually not our truth in present time. So if something is feeling really truthful in us, we usually have an experience of lightness It usually feels like we're open to it because the truth feels like an opening. It feels like an open hand. When we are closed down, heavy, shut down, it feels like a closed fist. It feels hard. Truth usually opens us up even if it's hard. And so it doesn't mean that you go where you feel the best or you bypass difficult feelings. But your inner tigger that is loving and kind and compassionate and wants bright, exciting things for your future is not usually going to feel heavy. If it starts feeling heavy, then you're going to start noticing the fear. So if Tigger comes along and then Eeyore trails behind, start noticing what's the after feeling, right? Right after the light feeling, if it gets heavy, where does that play out? You know, what's the reaction to the Tigger? If Tigger says, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to do this. 
right? And then there's a heaviness or a fear afterwards is the fear, I don't have what I need. I can't do this. I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough discipline, right? All of those after stories that come afterwards, that come after the tigger are the Eeyore. And that's where we have to flip. That is the pivotal point where affirmations really, really allow us to change our brain chemistry. Getting really clear on that message in yourself, getting really clear on what you'd like to create and playing with it will completely change your space. And again, once you have that message, finding a place to put that thought where you can see it and repeat it so that it turns into an affirmation and a mantra that positively impacts your life and starts to shift your frequency is going to ultimately help you manifest what you want in the world. If you would like more personal one-on-one help with trying to figure out how to flip some of that fear in your system, how to work with that old tape that is playing, please visit my website and set up a soul wellness coaching session or a psychic reading if there's something you want to look into in more of an intuitive sense. I'm absolutely here to help you shift your space, to help you manifest what you want, and it is absolutely possible. I think the tricky part is that some people get so frustrated around having the awareness and not having the change. And if you have the awareness, you are halfway there. But we have to step off the path and move into a new one, right? Push down some of that grass and create a new beautiful path. It's possible and it can be done with joy. Thank you so much for listening. As always, sending you so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, soulessencewellnesscenter.com to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.